reduce reuse and close the loop all right guys welcome to the saint canard files a dark wind up podcast i'm your host will santana and i'm mike russo and you got some pretty good ideas for a moron hey <laughs> nah, i don't mean that i know you don't from the episode what's going on um it's it's good what's it's good um things are great and uh yeah we got another episode to discuss well yeah, man, um, I'm feeling a lot better from last episode where I was really sick. Uh, uh, yes, that one. Yeah. yeah. Definitely under the weather with that one last time. Oh, yeah. I'm still coughing here and there, but I, I don't feel bad at all anymore, man. I feel pretty no, you, good. You sound great. All right, man. How's the family doing, Mike? Uh, we're all good. Uh, my daughter just had a week off because as we're recording this, it was winter recess with her school, so... You know, she's trying to get back into the groove. School starts again tomorrow, and then we have our countdown to our Disney trip. Oh, okay. Okay, so, well, you know, on stay related to this episode, Mike, just for a second. Do you do you like fish? Do you like seafood? I've never been a really big fan of it. If I'm at a really good restaurant and it's well-prepared, I will enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a big I'm not a big seafood eater. I I do like a well-prepared piece of fish. Uh shrimp is okay. Shrimp is okay. Uh my daughter loves fish though. She is a big fish and shrimp fan. <laughs> and my wife too. My wife loves seafood. Okay. Um I, I I like fish. I love catfish. Obviously I'm in the south, so I like fried catfish. Uh I like bass. Um I like shrimp. I like crab legs. Um, lobster, I do like it, but I do think it's like overpriced, overrated. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, there's certain things I won't eat. I'm not going to eat um, octopus. I'm not mm-hmm. going to eat shark. You know, my dad would eat that stuff. He he doesn't, I don't know. He just eats anything from the sea. He just loves seafood. I can't get past the look of calamari. <laughs> um, I don't like oysters. Uh, but I, I do I do eat a lot of fish though I do enjoy fish. You know I love a good fish and chips plate. Oh, okay. If it's prepared, maybe it's my English heritage coming out. But a really good fish uh, fish and chips plate I can really I really enjoy that. <laughs> and do you like sushi? No, I don't. But my family does. Yeah, I don't like it either. Okay. <laughs> as, as Darkwing says in this episode, he can take it or leave it. I leave yeah. it. Yeah, I leave it too. <laughs> Okay, well, Mike, um, this is a Saturday morning episode we're going to do today, something fishy, and a little debate came up. Uh, I'm going to play both sides on this debate, you know, before we get into our review of this episode. Right. And I do understand one side of the debate for maybe a minute. <laughs> maybe, maybe a minute, if that. Okay, and uh, do you kind of want to get into it or explain it real quick? You know, yeah. Yeah. I think I think we touched on this briefly at the very beginning of this podcast, but because I want to elaborate a bit more, and I think we probably have a lot of new people listening who weren't there for the beginning of the show, I want to get into it a little bit about Darkwing seasons, where the Saturday morning episodes fall into that, you know, because there's a lot of um, 
misconceptions, a lot of uh, misinformation there about what the seasons are with Darkwing Duck. And if you'll indulge me, I want to go into a little bit of detail about that. Okay, go for it. Okay, so Darkwing Duck was originally conceived as just a show on the Disney afternoon. It's going to be a 65-episode show. And so the team got started making these episodes, and with those episodes that include things like, you know, That Sinking Feeling, Negaduck, um, Fungus Among Us, all those episodes were going to air on the Disney afternoon. But then the ABC network got involved, and they were interested in putting Darkwing Duck on Saturday morning. So Tad Stones um, gave them a choice of episodes that were in production on the continu- on the um, on the condition that ABC could just they had to take what he gave them. They couldn't take notes. They couldn't change the episodes. Mm-hmm. So they just chose episodes that were already in production to air on Saturday morning. And um, that you know, it, fun fact that made Darkwing Duck the very first, um, I believe, the very first television show to air new episodes on weekday afternoons and on Saturday morning at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was actually a milestone that Darkwing Duck started. Um, but anyway, the 65 Disney afternoon episodes and the 13 that were chosen for ABC, they aired at the exact same time. They were all part of one production order. Mm-hmm. You know, If you line them up by uh, production numbers, which can be found... Wikipedia has the production numbers alongside the episode titles and everything. You can line them up. You know that you can tell they were all made at the same time, and they they also aired at the same time too. We're doing this podcast in air date order, and there's been a lot of confusion about when these episodes aired. Why do some Why do some people talk about them out of order? And if there is a season, how many seasons Darkwing Duck actually has? My own belief, my opinion, is that there really is only two seasons of Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. The first season, which is the 78 episodes, the 65 for the Disney Afternoon, the 13 for the first ABC season, and season two, which is the other 13 episodes for ABC season two in 1992. A lot of people, because of the way Disney has handled this over the years, the way they segregate the the ABC seasons... They put them later. I've run across people who legitimately think the first ABC season were made later. Mm-hmm. Um, like asking questions like, why did they introduce Morgana later? That doesn't make sense. Is a ducky phobia Moliarty's first episode? And my answer to those is no. If you line up the episodes in air date order, you're going to see that. Things make a lot more sense. Not a ton of sense, because we all know what happened with Justice Ducks. Yeah. But um, Morgana was still introduced first, so was Moliarty, because that's how those episodes aired. And I will go to my grave insisting there is no three seasons of Darkwing Duck. But I want your opinion, Will. Now, for the people who believe there were three seasons and they are on the opposite side of your debate, uh, Mike, yeah, I, I understand why they feel there is three seasons at first. Oh, uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I was not aware of the Saturday morning episodes, as Curtis mentioned as well. He was not aware of them on our last podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the air date orders, you're just kind of tricked in. I remember the Disney afternoons, and then I saw those Saturday morning ones later plugged in with the two Disney ones. You know? Right. So 
Those came a lot later. They came out of order for those people who did not see the Saturday morning. Uh, this is where I defend them because the DVDs are releasing them in that order. Uh, Disney Plus had a, has them in that order. So I understand their perspective of it. But this is where they lose me. So I well, well to be fair to them one more time, uh, when you when you first like comment with them or um, post, you know, I can understand them asking the question one time. But hey, it was in this order, in that order, blah blah blah. The DVDs, Disney Plus, and so forth. But every time I see you counter them, this is where I'm no longer with you guys on that end of the debate. <laughs> it takes 10 seconds to Google what Mike is saying about the air date orders. 10 seconds, you know? And once I did that the first time, because when you first, I first saw you ever mention this, it was like two, three years ago in one of the Facebook groups. And I, I took the time to just Google it myself. I'm like, oh, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's right. Look at I the air dates. <laughs> yeah. I lived it, Well. Yeah, and I'm like, the air dates are clearly right there. I was like, oh, okay, so all these years, I missed those Saturday morning, so my brain as a childhood was misinformed because I didn't catch those, you know? Yeah, but you know, by saying they're two separate seasons, you lose the big picture. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot more fascinating to look at Darkwing Duck as one big, basically cluster of a 78-episode one season. One mm -hmm. production season. It's much more fascinating to look at it that way. And if, that, you, if you separate them the way Disney does, you're losing the big picture. That's where I think their their minds is playing tricks on them because you're thinking of like the traditional DVD set, season one, season two, season three, you know, like, and when you don't know Mike and you see him just saying, no, you're wrong because of this, the air date, you're like, dude, I'm not an idiot. I know what season two is. It has to come after season one. So I get that perspective at first. Your brain has been taught that for so long. But if you just take the time, just relax, type in some Google, some Wikipedia, some wiki here and there, some binge, you'll find the answers. Yeah, and Disney <laughs> Plus Disney Plus hasn't been that helpful, but they've kind of been helpful because Disney Plus only separates Darkwing Duck into two seasons. Yeah. And people, I've seen people rage about that. You know, why isn't it three seasons? Because it's not. <laughs> but they still put the first ABC season at the end. Mm -hmm. um, which Disney Plus isn't even consistent with that. Because when you go to Timon and Pumbaa or Hercules, someone organizing those episodes stuck the CBS, those shows didn't air on ABC, stuck the Saturday morning CBS episodes exactly where they should be in air date order. Mm -hmm. They were smart about it. And I'm assuming they're going to do that when Aladdin finally ends up there. But for some reason with Darkwing Duck, they didn't do that. And I really wish they did. That would solve a lot of confusion. Yeah. So they, they're not even consistent, even Disney plus. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, I hope, I hope that I hope people who are listening that that sheds some light on where I'm coming from with this. Oh, it's going to come up again. It, it, it seems to never go away. But uh, we need to move on, Mike. Let's go yep. ahead and go on to this episode, Something, Something fishy. fishy. Yep. Now, we both kind of got mixed reviews on it, on two different things, which is good. It's not. It's we don't not, always have to agree. Not terrible, but it just doesn't throw me. I like it. Hmm. I, I like the episode a lot. You know, uh, it kind of brings back my childhood 90s. You know, the Captain Planet, the Recycle, Reduce, oh, Reuse. Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it kind of brings all that memory back. And then, like, you know, I said before, I was living overseas when Darkwing came out. And so 
oh, I'm sorry, U.S. territory, Puerto Rico. But um, I was living overseas. That's the military term, people. Don't, don't sweat that, Well, <laughs> Yeah. Don't sweat it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I was living in Puerto Rico, we had access to the beach a lot. And I was not a litter, for, you know, cleaning person, but I picked up some trash here and there. And, you know, I see some stuff floating in the ocean. I would pick it up sometimes. Sometimes I wouldn't, you know. So this episode kind of brings me back to my childhood of when Darkwing Duck actually came out. Because my mm-hmm. dad took me to the beach every, I, I would say at least 80% of the weekends we went to the beach at least once. Yeah, you know? I wasn't much of a beach person. I still am not. Give me the pool any day. <laughs> but let's get the preliminaries out of the way here before we All get right. into the episode proper. Okay. Um, so the original air date was Saturday, October 12th, 1991. And since we're picking apart Wikipedia and air date stuff, <laughs> the Wikipedia dates for the Saturday morning episodes are actually off by a week. Okay. So before anybody says my dates here are incorrect, they are absolutely not. This aired October 12th, 1991. It was a 25th in production order. I didn't say what the production order for Jurassic Jumble was. But it, that one was just three episodes later. So these okay. were these were made around the similar time. Okay. Um, the story editor is Carter Crocker. Um, we've talked plenty of times about which episodes he's done. Oh, yeah. We have a new one-time writer mm. by the name of Stephen Sistarsik. Um, this is his only DW episode. Um, going through a little bit of what he's done, uh, a bunch of um, early 80s sitcoms that you probably know, you probably have heard of. Um, he wrote for the Jeffersons, One Day at a Time, What's Happening Now, Alf, uh, Small Wonder. I don't know if you've heard of Small Wonder. Yeah, I remember Small Wonder. Oh, my Lord, Small Wonder. Um, he was a Disney staff writer for a short while. He worked on uh, Tailspin. He won an Emmy for writing an episode of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Ooh. So he was an Emmy winner. Uh, he also wrote episodes of Goof Troop and Bonkers. And as far as animation goes, he might be most well-known for being the co-creator of Nickelodeon's Wild Thornberry show. Okay. Are you familiar with that? No, that one I'm not. I do like yeah, what's I, happening now, and I did like the Jeffersons, so... Yeah, Wild <coughs> Thornberry's was uh, an animated show from the same studio as Rugrats. I didn't care for it, but it's cool he was the co-creator of that. Um, unfortunately, he actually recently passed away in 2018. Oh, man. He was only 62. Really quick, Mike. I'm gonna change the subject just really quick, really quick. Sure, sure. Uh, I liked Alf. I did not like the show though. Does, does that kind of make sense? That I like the character, you, but didn't care for the show. Totally, totally. Okay. That makes total sense. A lot of people like Alf, but don't like the show. Okay. <laughs> Remember Alf? Will he's back in pop form? <laughs> Simpsons joke. Um, but as I, when I was a kid, I loved Small Wonder. But growing up, I see how creepy that show actually is. Um. <laughs> So anyway, also, as far as animation goes, this was animated over at Sunwoo. Okay. And um, you told me you liked the animation in this episode. I do, man. I liked it a lot. Um, I know you differ, which is still good. You know, people are allowed to have their own opinions. You know, me, you'd never yeah, really get into arguments. You're wrong, Mike. No, I'm no. right. You're wrong. <laughs> no. <clears throat> no, but it's... um. I'll, I'll discuss it, though, what I liked about it. There was a lot of things, actually, that I liked about the animation on this one. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. There are a few bits I do appreciate. I'll mention those when we get there, too. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this is our uh, anti-pollution episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of shows were doing that at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I know we mentioned Tiny Toons like crazy last last time, but they did a lot of episodes like that. 
And um, I guess growing up with so many shows that were so blatant about it, I guess kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I just, at face value, my first instinct as a kid was to cringe when this one came on. But <laughs> as an adult, I do appreciate the smart writing of this one. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll get to it. I'll point things out as it happens. I won't get into too much detail right now. But starting the episode off is t doesn't take place you know, in the city or in the hideout. Where do we start? Somewhere new. Yeah, we got Drake at the beach, and he's with Gauze and LP. LP got that fishing pole. He's ready to get out there and catch some fish. You mentioned something interesting to me a couple of days ago. Um, you know, even though this wasn't the episode that first did it, you said this is one of the first times we see Launchpad's feet. Yeah, without those uh those brown plastic pilot stuff he got on him. You know what? They never showed his legs and feet on Ducktales. No, they I don't didn't. believe they ever did. Ever, ever, ever. Maybe his feet, but definitely not his legs. I think on Darkwing they had to come up with what his legs probably look like. The only thing I could think of DuckTales where they might have shown his feet was on um, Treasures of the Lost Lamp, nope. the movie. He was wearing no? shoes. He was wearing okay. shoes. Oh, when he, he was, was shoes? When he was riding his camel, he had shorts on, but he was wearing shoes. Okay, so, okay. I, I was thinking that might have been the only one because I remember he had on like a Hulu shirt at one point too, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, but he wasn't. Uh, yeah, so I guess they had to totally figure out what his legs look like, and um, <laughs> which they would have had to have done for the Darkwing decoy costume. Mm -hmm. So anyway, minutia of Launchpad's legs aside, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're at the beach, and mm -hmm. um, Goslin sees lots of trash. Man, there's trash everywhere, Mike. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're not subtle about it. Mm -hmm. And um, Goslin is, for lack of a better word, she's really ticked off. Oh, yeah. Like, Go Goslin rages throughout this episode. Yeah, while she's raging, though, LP's out there fishing, and he catches a tire. That, that tells mm -hmm. you how bad it is, man. And all Drake wants to do is rest. He just wants to lay on his uh, beach blanket and just chill. And he's totally, like, downplaying how bad the pollution is. Now, Mike, I did like the animation during this scene, besides Launchpad's feet showing. <laughs> I, I, I did, man. I liked how the sand was all detailed. Like, you can see the seashells, you can see rocks, you can even see patches of grass here and there. I liked it. Well, we have to give it up to the background artist for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I yeah, believe definitely. that's, I believe the, um, the, the background designer, I think that was Fred Water. I think uh, Tim mentioned him during our, um, uh, round table. He's, uh, mm -hmm. I love his art. You know, the backgrounds are really good in this show. Oh yeah, man. And but then, um, um yeah, get, uh, then we get Gosling and she spots a litter bug at three o'clock. <laughs> it's remind, remind me though. It's a pig, right? Yeah, it's a pig. Of course it's a pig. Uh, <laughs> so, so Gosling goes to just bang him over the head with a garbage can. Yeah. She's, she's still ticked off, man. Yeah. Gosling is just, Drake says she's overreacting, but considering how much garbage is there, Goslin really isn't overreacting. No. <laughs> um, so she goes to hit him over the head. Drake stops her. The um, the pig thinks he did it, pounds him into the ground. Yeah. And um, then we get so, some crabs come out the ocean. Yeah, they got one crab that has like a uh, military hat. He has a pipe, and yeah. um, they start throwing trash. Mm -hmm. and, they're, they're, well, they're throwing it at Drake and LP and them. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to clean up the beach. <laughs> and um, so Drake decides enough is enough. He jumps into a beach umbrella, pops out, and he's Darkwing. Yep. And his entrance line, of course, is, I am the smoke that smokes smoked oysters. I 
I don't think he thought that one through too well because he says smoke a few too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a there's a um, there's a giant octopus too. They don't. I don't recall them saying his name, but when I looked it up, he has a name. Well, there is the octopus in Justice Ducks, and his name was Hal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is the same one. It's not the same one. I, I looked it up, and this one apparently his name was Billy. But really. Yeah, but Natunia never said his name though. Mm-hmm. She 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 referred to him as Sweetie, I think, twice. Yeah, but she calls everyone Sweetie. <laughs> funny. Um, so the octopus balls up a big big bunch of garbage, throws it into the smokestack of a factory, and blows it up. Mm-hmm. And Goslin's all for it, you know. Yeah, get rid of the trash, and um, and then a giant whale shows up. Yeah, and he it, swallows Darkwing. And then Pinocchio style, he makes the uh the whale sneeze. Yeah, with the gas gun though, right? Mm-hmm. He said it to smog. <laughs> and all of a sudden we see somebody, we don't get a good view of who it is, up on an outcropping of rock, blowing onto a conch shell, mm-hmm. and then all the animals go back in the water and they leave. Yep. And Goslin supports, you know, whatever's yeah. going on. Goslin's totally supportive. And this is where I guess I'll get into it a little bit. I think it's good that we have Goslin in this cast. Because she's, since she's so young, she can overreact to this kind of degree, and mm-hmm. it doesn't come off as preachy because she's a kid. Yeah. Like if like if Drake freaked out the way Goslin's doing it, it would seem kind of odd. Mm-hmm. But having Goslin out for blood to that extent is not only funny, but it also supports the cause of the episode. To agree with what you're saying, and I'm kind of jumping ahead here, and I'm, I'm not going to give it away, of course, too much, but... I think with you, with what you're saying with her overreacting as a kid, it works because later on there's an adult who co-signs her, but he does it in an adult, calmly fashion, you know? Yes, like I said, this episode is well-written when it comes to its message. It's not mm-hmm. beating you over the head with it as much as other shows would. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as animation goes, I do love this one bit right before the scene transition where Darkwing is looking right at the camera. Mm-hmm. And he snaps his fingers and the scene transitions. Yeah. Like he causes it to change. And mm-hmm. I think that was a really, really neat little touch. Um, so we're, we get a really brief little bit in the, the tower, in the hideout. And Darkwing's trying to figure out, make a connection between villains he's fought and fish. And he's coming up totally empty. <laughs> and again, I keep repeating myself, Goslin's out for blood. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, whoever was doing that had a point. Yeah, he's he's cleaning up the place, and even Launchpad's kind of supporting that. Yeah, Launchpad is. Launchpad Lunch, plays a big factor, I think, toward, especially toward the end. He's a very quiet voice of reason in this one. Mm-hmm. But Darkwing's not wrong. There was property damage. Yeah. You know, nobody's wrong in this episode. A lot of them make, not everyone's actions are totally right, but nobody's on the wrong side. Which makes no. this episode very rare. Yeah. So anyway, Darkwing and Launchpad get on a boat. Not a fancy boat, just a little boat. It's like a tub boat or something, right? Yeah, it's like obviously <laughs> they probably just rented it because it doesn't look like something <laughs> would be in Darkwing's arsenal. Mm-hmm. And um, so finally we get um, we get our – you can't even say she's an antagonist because she's really not. No. But for the first time, the only time really, we get the first solo appearance of Neptunia. She pops up on the boat, and yep. really quick, Mike, 
I love how the scene when she first pops up on the back of the boat and her and Darkwing are conversating. I love the uh, the scene how the tub boat is rocking back and forth like with the with the waves of the sea. I love yeah, that animation, man. It looked great, man. It's really subtle. Mm-hmm. But um, of course, we mentioned Neptunia um, way back in Justice Ducks, voiced by Susan Silo. Um, I think I didn't really feel much for her in that episode. She really didn't come across as a very strong character. She does on actually, this one. I actually really like her here. I like her a lot on this one. <laughs> because I, I, I do love listening to the voice. I love how she's always calling people honey and sweetie, and she has a range in her emotions. But what I like is when she comes in and she immediately starts treating Darkwing like he's the villain. Yeah, because they're, they're both right. You know, they both have their point of view. The problem is they're not trying to see the other person's point, you know? But he's not expecting her to do that, so she totally throws him off. Mm-hmm. He even has to stop and be like, wait a minute here. Because she comes in as the aggressor, like, oh, you made my octopus sick. You know, he's always had an allergy problem. And Darkwing's put in a position where he's like, he's not usually in this position. <laughs> and um, we didn't mention it in Justice Ducks. She gets her own theme music. Yeah, she did have her. She, she They played her theme music in Justice Ducks, but we, they, we didn't have it. There was too much going on in Justice Ducks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's somewhat similar to Steel Beaks, and that's very sassy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember we talked to uh, Philip Giffen uh, not long ago, and he told us they would tell him about the character. He'd have to come up with its themes. Obviously, someone told him she was just a really sassy, streetwise character. Yeah. Because that's exactly what her theme sounds like. It's a very sassy theme. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the episode has original music. This is definitely one of the ones where Phil had to write a lot of music for. Yeah. I can definitely tell. So she tells him to stay out of her way. And when he mouths off, she um, sends some starfish after him. Yeah, they pin him up against the wall like a Ninja Star style. <laughs> so I love the timing here. Darkwing and Launchpad put on some scuba gear. Jump underwater to find her, and she immediately finds them. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have to, she doesn't look too long to find them. Um, the octopus shows up. Darkwing grabs the gas gun, and unfortunately, it doesn't work underwater. No. And a little pink bubble comes out. Yeah. And she, ca- well, the octopus captures them and then takes them to like a underground, like a jail, but where they can breathe without their mask. There's air in there. I, I, what I like about Neptunia is she's not shy about insulting Darkwing. Oh, not like one it, like, like in really mean ways. He says he doesn't. He says something about he doesn't understand the meaning of the word defeat, and she says illiterate, huh? That explains a lot. <laughs> so she takes him down to her lair, yeah. And uh, there's a quick um, Captain Nemo reference. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, he's the captain from um, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, which was a Disney, know. which was a Disney movie, which I have not seen in a long time. I had to read the book, unfortunately. Oh, you did? Have you seen yeah. the movie? No, I've never seen the movie. I was lucky enough to be able to ride that ride while Disney World still had it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so she pushes him into a jail cell, lines it with electric eels, and then she talks about her origin story. Yeah. Well, before she got into that, though, wasn't she really ticked off? She was like, oh, she's mad. Yeah, she she had a big old tantrum over there with all the there. There's a lot of junk in that lair, though, man. Mm-hmm. A and lot the, of trash and stuff. Yeah. And she keeps dumping trash on top of Darkwing and Launchpad. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, she decides to tell him her origin story right before she starts. Darkwing's like, oh, great. I think this is the part where she tells us what turned into a life of villainy. Yeah. <laughs> so 
really quickly, she was a little fish swimming around in the ocean one day, happy as happy happy as anything, when she got hit with barrels of toxic waste that mutated her into like a humanoid fish. And really quick, a nice little visual touch. In the background, all the toxic waste barrels have formed a skull. Yeah. It go- you saw that. Yep. Yeah, that was a neat little touch. I didn't always notice. Mm-hmm. So she tells him she tells him straight out how mad she is, and she's tired of pollution, and she wants to stop before anything else happens to any fish the same way it happened to her. Yeah. And I'll say this. Launchpad tries. Yeah. He, he tries to reason with her. Yeah, he requests could they just pick up after themselves here on now, but she she's not buying it. But Darkwing is a jerk because right after she tells the story, Darkwing just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like no sympathy at all, and that makes her even more upset. Yeah. And that and then when Launchpad's like, you know, there are some good people, like maybe we can clean up after ourselves. She's just like, forget it, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And her her plan is to flood Saint Canard, then come on in and clean it up for them. Yeah, at first I didn't understand how she was planning to flood it, but I, 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 it took me like just I don't know why it took me like ten seconds to figure it out when they when the well moved the island to block the flow. Mm-hmm. So what it was, it was keeping all the water in Saint Canard. At first I was like, wait a minute, I don't get it. She just plugged it up. Why wouldn't the water stay on the other side? But technically the flow was on the other side where Saint Canard is. Right. Yeah. It it just took me I don't know why it took me ten seconds to figure that out. The logistics can get a little confusing. Mm-hmm. And um, so they get out of this jail, jail cell. I love this little bit of animation when the pipe falls off the pile of garbage and hits them on the head. Yeah. Now, when that happened, though, LP starts to see her point, and he's trying to explain that to Darkwing. He is. He is, he is. you know. <laughs> and Darkwing it, just doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, and there's a metal pipe, though, when Darkwing figures it out, how, how they're going to escape. <laughs> yeah, he throws the pipe at the electric eels. Mm-hmm. And there's some scenes of him grabbing at the eels and getting a shock. And you mentioned to me you like the animation of that, right? Yeah, I really did. It was so detailed, like all the bones and the shock. And it, it was really cool. And even the pipe that hit him in the head, when they first zoomed in on the pipe and they foreshadow it, it's going to come rolling down. You can see the rust on the pipe, too. I thought that was really detailed. I'm going to bet that when Launchpad picked up the dentures and threw them up in the air, you immediately thought of Quacker Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, like I said, when the pipe hits him on the head, it's actually a really funny little bit of animation. Um, mm-hmm. So he uses the pipe, hits the eels with them, and the two of them go off after Neptunia. Yep. And they run into a couple of swordfish. Do yeah. you remember how they defeat the swordfish? Yeah, he used uh, the oxygen from their oxygen tank and blew them yep. up like a like a big old balloon. <laughs> Just like the snake from Fungus Among Us. Yep. I guess you can't hurt the animals, so you have to get rid of them somehow. Yeah, you can't kill them. No. So there's a really quick bit um, where he has to put Goslin on top of the house. Yeah, because St. Canard is flooded now. But she's still, Goslin, Goslin doesn't let up the entire episode. She's still mm. supporting all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Even though St. Canard is all flooded, she's like, uh-uh, it's our fault, you know? <laughs> well, good for, good for Goslin. Yeah, definitely. And so, then we get, uh, uh, yeah, then we get DW and LP. They're in a submarine. This definitely has to be something from his arsenal. Like, it mm-hmm. looks like something he would have as part of his vehicle collection. Like that <laughs> like that spaceship from When Aliens Collide that we never saw again. Mm-hmm. So he's recording the sound of Neptunia's conch shell. He plans to play it backwards to make the whale obey what he wants the whale to do. Yeah. But Launchpad is not very bright. He, he uh, 
Yeah, he accidentally plays the recording too soon. Yeah, and he gets Neptunia's attention. Yep. And there is a there is a great line from uh, Terry McGovern. Uh, DW says something, and Launchpad goes, "I can't hear you because all the noise." <laughs> Just the specific wording, "I can't hear you because all the noise." <laughs> and and then we get the octopus. He comes up and he squeezed them out of the sub. Pops them right out of the mouth of the submarine. You mm-hmm. know it's dark when a Darkwing's vehicles because the front of the submarine has a beak on it. <laughs> So everyone ends up in the small outcropping of rock in the middle of the ocean. Darkwing launch pad Neptunia. Yep, they and have then we little, have a duel. Yes, they have a fencing match with Swordfish, <laughs> which Darkwing wins. Yep. He actually he, he disarms her and backs her into her corner, then uses the plunger on the gas gun to break the conch shell. Yep. And she still refuses to surrender. But LP is pleading sympathy. Yeah, because she she's not wrong. But she's not going about it the right way. She's yeah. not. She's totally irrational and stubborn. But Darkwing isn't wrong either. But mm-hmm. he's totally irrational and stubborn. At this point, you you don't you don't really sympathize with either of them at this point. No, Launchpad is he's playing the middle and he's getting them. He he's being the mature adult here and he's telling them like he's telling Neptunia like, hey, not all the people in Saint Canard are bad people. Not all of them are lit are littering and polluting. You know. You're flushing up the city, but you're flushing away the good right along with the bad. Mm-hmm. And she finally comes around. But, you know, she comes around first. Yeah. No, he's, she softens him. And there's this great bit where she mentions that um, someone with a brain the size of an anchovy broke her conch shell. And the camera pans over to Darkwing, still looking triumphant, like he saved the day. <laughs> and then he realizes, oh, crap, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but But then even then... Even then, Darkwing's still being hot-headed about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you know, I could do this, but your octopus sunk my submarine. And that's when he comes up with the idea of playing the music backwards on the sub. And that's when she says to him, you got some good ideas for a moron. <laughs> <laughs> she lets him have it. It's so He needs to be knocked down a peg a little bit in this episode. Yeah, so she swims down to the sub. She plays the, tape, the recording backwards and... The whale unplugs the the island from St. Canard. And the water rushes out of the city, and the city's good as new. Yep. And then uh, DW finally concedes and shows his gratitude. He he didn't really show it greatly. (laughs) He still calls her a villain. Yeah, he still does. And he does shake her hand. And he he got a new conch shell for her, but isn't too thrilled about giving it to her. Goslin has to make him do it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and um, just in case people aren't going to, you know, behave and not litter, Launchpad says, I'll see to it myself, which is a really tall task. It's not really uh, something Launchpad could do, but points points to him for trying. Yeah. And then she, she kisses DW and she leaves. Yeah. And she says, uh, you know, honey, I hope there isn't a next time. Mm-hmm. You know? but then but then a litter bug pops back up mike one last time yeah god and because goslin's freak he, she's still freaking out she's like <laughs> she should have flooded the entire city to the tallest building and darkwing's like you have to understand goslin you have to be rational about this and then he sees the litter bug and <laughs> he goes what do you think you're doing you big slob and hits him <laughs> with a garbage can <laughs> and his last line is litter bugs mm-hmm yeah. All right, so Mike, that's something fishy right there, man. Um, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, we did blow through it. It's a very simple episode with a simple setup, a simple storyline. There's not a mm-hmm. lot going on, 
but it is entertaining. Yeah. Okay, you know, so- and it, it handles its anti-pollution message very classy mm-hmm. by being smart enough, like I said, to have everybody be right, but also be wrong. There isn't a villain who's like, ha, 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 I love pollution, as other shows would do. This is a lot smarter about it. Okay, so how many gas gun canisters would you give this episode, Mike? I can't. I'm going to give it two and a half, which honestly is right in the middle. That is okay. average. Okay. It's not one that you're going to be like, yeah, let's watch something fishy again, guys. Come on. No <laughs> one's going to say that. You know, and Neptunia isn't anyone's favorite character either. But the fact that it's well written for what it's trying to do, it makes it definitely a good two and a half episode for me. Okay. All right. Well, Mike, um, I'm going to differ from you on this one. I'm going to give it three and a half. Wow. I really like this episode. It's fun. I like Neptunia. I wish I would have saw this episode before Justice Ducks when I was a kid. You know, well, to be fair to her... I wish I did, Just- too. Yeah, but also to be fair to her on Justice Duck, the villains just overpowered the heroes, man. It's, that's the villains' episodes. And, and, yeah. Uh, and it's a Nega Duck upbringing episode, you know? Like, he- like, like I said when we were talking about those, mm-hmm. when, she, when she shows up in part one, as a kid, my initial reaction was like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Like, who is this, and why should I care? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I like her character. She's feisty. I do, too. She's very feisty. Uh, she she comes off way better on this episode than the Justice Ducks. Uh, you see her point of view, even though, like, they try to present her as the villain, but you never really do see her as the villain. You just see her as a stubborn uh, opposite of Darkwing with her perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the animation on this one from, you know, showing Launchpad's feet to the details at the beach. Uh, I love the transitions from the dark water and then they get to the shallow water. Uh, I love the details of uh, Darkwing when he gets shot by the electric eels. I love the detail when the whale is jumping in and out of the ocean and you can see the water coming off of him. I, it's a great episode of me. I really like it. Now, is it top 10 for me? No, I'm not going to go that far. It's, I don't want to go like top 30. I don't know, man. That's too much. I ain't about to count that high. No, no, you know yeah. I never get that high, but it's probably, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't be that high for me either. Yeah, it's, it's a good, fun one. I like it. I enjoy it. I could watch it again. Now, can I repeat over and over like, hey, you never seen Darkwing? This is the episode you got to see. No, no, no. I'm not going there, <laughs> you know, no. but I like the episode. I love the animation. I love Goslin on this one because she is definitely on one side of the fence here and she's agreeing and saying like, Hey, we need to save our earth. And, she's but, not essential to the episode. Well, but if she wasn't in it, I think it'd be a weaker episode. And this is an episode where I really feel Launchpad is the hero, even though it's like really quick, it's short and it's compassionate. He's the hero. He's the one who talked to Neptunia because Darkwing couldn't because they were button heads the whole time, you know? Yeah. Darkwing doesn't come off looking good at all in this episode. Yeah, so Launchpad is the hero to me, and that's just my opinion on that. Uh, no, it's fine. I think that totally makes sense. You know, and the and the litter bug, he he's a short little gag in there, and he works. Yeah, and one thing I want to mention, this is funny. Now, um, not to go off tangent too far, um, as we record this, I just got done totally binging the Aladdin, uh, the Hercules TV show, mm-hmm. and I, I only mention this because. It's funny at the end of this episode to only see five voice actors in the cast. Mm-hmm. It was basically Jim, Terry, Christine, Susan Silo, and Frank Welker. Obviously, he did any of the animal sounds. 
I watch a show like Hercules, and they need like two separate screens for all the guest voices on that show. And it's funny how Darkwing Duck does so much with so little. Okay. Isn't it? I mean, isn't I mean to me that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, definitely, man. It's such it's Darkwing is such a simple show that even a simple episode like this and another series were like totally ruined by making it too moralistic and preachy. Mm-hmm. It it does it right as far as I'm concerned. If somebody asked me, give me an episode of a '90s show that handles a pollution theme and does it well, I would go to this one. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Mike, are we gonna rate a villain here? Um, not a villain, but we could always rate Neptunia. We rated Morgana. Okay, so how well, how many gas canisters are you going to give Neptunia? I'm going to give her the same amount of gas canisters I'm giving to the episode. I'm going to give her two and a half. Okay. Um, because where she works, she works. I mm-hmm. think Susan Silo does a great job with that voice. She's oh, so she does. Sa- she's so sassy, and she's one of those characters who can just call Darkwing Duck a moron and mm-hmm. get away with it. And the design is neat. I think she looks pretty cool. But I also don't see how they could have kept using her. Okay. Like I totally understand why she didn't come back because the the anti-pollution shtick you can't keep doing that, mm-hmm. you know. But she's fine for a one-time character, and she gets props for coming back in the Justice Ducks episodes too. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give her a, just a slightly higher uh, grade than you are. I'm gonna give her a three. Well, you really like this episode. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm going to give her slightly because I love the scene where she gives the tantrum and she's just screaming out of the top of her lungs and like she's just showing Darkwing how ticked off she is with all the pollution and how she became to be and all that. Like, I love that scene. That was just great voice acting and the animation with her. You could see how furious she was. You yeah, know? I do love the line where she's like, mad? Honey, I'm not mad. I'm <laughs> furious. Yeah. So, like, that's why I'm going to bump her up a little bit. I didn't want to go too high because I felt like the Justice Duck episode brings her back down, you know? it Again, it definitely hurts that this one did not air before. Yeah. It definitely that... hurts. That if, if this one in Jurassic Jumble had aired first and Dry Hard did... I still, almost 30 years later, Will, I still have that stigma of seeing that episode for the first time and saying, who are these characters? It's <laughs> something I've never been able to shake, no matter how old I've gotten. Mm-hmm. You know, old old as dirt, like you said last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't shake it. I mm. see Neptunia show up in Justice Ducks, and a little bit of me is still like, man, I wish I had seen her first. Okay. You know, it and the fact that this is a Saturday morning episode and people segregate those episodes to come later, mm-hmm. like they always we talked about that, means most people are familiar with her only through Justice Ducks. Yeah. And okay. I think she deserves more than that. I would not say that about Stegmut. I think she does. Okay. But they never used her again, so we'll never know. All right. So Mike, what episode we got next, man? So believe it or not, we have the first of three consecutive Steelbeak episodes. Whoa! Okay. Did you know that? I knew about one of them because I know which one's next, but I didn't know it was gonna be three in a row. Three consecutive. The bad news is Ammonia Pine's coming back uh, for the next one. Yeah, the next one might be. Um, well, I should have figured that out with the title. <laughs> well, the next one's called Cleanliness is Next to Badliness. Um, yeah, it's 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 an episode. I'll give you that. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, it'll be nice to see Steelbeak again. Been a little while. 
Um, so yeah, that'll be our next one. Mm-hmm. And um, we did not do our shout outs and our um, our usual spiel at the beginning, so we should do that now. Oh, okay, so Mike, uh, plug us. Where, where can they listen to us? Because it seems like they're listening to us on Everywhere. everything. <laughs> yeah, I did not see one consistency when I put up a post asking where they listen to us on, man. Apple seems to be <coughs> the leader in terms mm-hmm. of where people find us. So Apple seems to be the number one. But Stitcher, Spotify, Google, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, of course, um, Pandora, iHeartRadio. You can also watch us on YouTube if you feel inclined. Uh, and Amazon Echo as well. Um, you know, if whatever you're listening to it on gives you the chance to like, subscribe, or review, which would be which would be awesome, mm-hmm. uh, please do that. And um, I think I got everything. I think so too, man. I can't keep up with it. There are other <laughs> there are other ones too. I just, <laughs> I just cannot name them all. I'm glad we're that widespread. There are some podcasts I listen to that like aren't on Spotify. And it's just mm-hmm. like, come on, it's Spotify. But we made sure we're on everything as much as we can. Yeah. And okay. you got some shout outs too? Yeah, I got some shout outs, man. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Stephen Foster, Jack Russell, Kevin Wayne Smith. Um, there was one more. Oh, Jeremiah Coffrin. Car- I don't know if I. Is, oh this, my God. is this Instagram or Facebook? This is Facebook. Okay. Yeah. So this is Facebook. I did Instagram last time. Uh, you All know right. what? I'm, I'm going to slide in. I got a few here more. I'm being generous today. Amber Jones, Donald Grant, um, Michael Bogdan. That's enough. I got to say oh. so for other I have to talk to all you guys for supporting us. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. We've been growing as of lately, man. We're almost at 900. Yeah, we didn't quite make the thousand we were hoping for, but we're, we're we're almost at 900. Yeah, we're almost at 900, and which is not bad because I've seen other Facebook groups uh, who cover all the Disney afternoon shows, and we're like right behind them, you know, as, as far as numbers, and we're just one show. One show based on one series, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're, I, I'm really proud of us, man. I'm excited, and we couldn't do that without you guys. Thank you so much. Well, if we have no listeners, we have no show. So mm-hmm. there you go. So thanks, everybody, for listening. You know, go have some swordfish or have some octopus, whatever you feel inclined to eat. Go enjoy yeah. your seafood. <laughs> um, and, um, you yeah, know, that's it. So, guys, have a great night. Stay dangerous. All right, guys, stay dangerous, and we'll see you next week with Mr. Raw Paulson. Yeah. Not an interview. Not an interview. No. (laughs) Take care. Take care, y'all.